Blog Talk Radio. Turnbuckle Terminal fans, welcome to the show on another Sunday afternoon. Sungai with you as usual. My co-host, Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most, coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time food is pot roast. Not feeling well today. He will be off today. Hopefully he will be back with us next week. Some show notes if you are looking for some professional wrestling today. Here in our state of Washington, you have Reactivate Pro happening over in the Tri-Cities today. Also, in the Indianapolis area in Greenville, Indiana, you can catch FEW featuring the return to the ring of Dylan Bostic. And where Dylan goes, you can probably find Rip Rogers lurking around somewhere. And also today in Seymour, Indiana, speaking of Rip Rogers, his hometown featuring the return there of Supreme Wrestling on a rare Sunday for them. So make sure you get out there, support your local independent professional wrestling, wherever it may be near you. But right now I want to welcome to the show the host of From the Chair with Nathan and Tanette. Guys, welcome to the show. We are very excited to have you here today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure to have you. Now, I will start this with Nathan. I know you have a bit of a history in our industry. Can you tell us what led to you being involved in the world of professional wrestling? Yeah, well, uh, I actually started at a training school down here in Kelso, Washington. And I started as like a, a fan in the audience just to get the fans kind of like hooped up and ready to go. And then I worked my way into doing commentary, and I was actually the booker from the training school for a while. And then I did some stuff helping set up the rings and stuff for, like, TNPW and uh, promotion up in Shehala, So Tanette, what about you? What led to you getting into the world of professional wrestling? Oh, my gosh. I was six years old, and I remember my stepbrother was playing with two wrestling dolls. And I I remember seeing him on the floor, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what are you doing? And so I walked up to him, and I asked him, I said, what are you playing with? And he goes, oh, these are, these are uh, at the time it was WWF, but he was like, these are WF wrestlers. And he had, I remember he was playing with uh, The Rock, and he was playing with Leah. And I just liked the way she looked. I don't know what it was about her, her something funky, her kick, her style, or something about her that I just liked. And I remember he was like, 
it comes on tonight if you're interested in watching it with me. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, yeah, I'll totally, totally watch it with you. And I remember just seeing like Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy and Leo all coming out, just like really hyped up. And they were getting ready to fight uh, Stacey Keebler and the Dudley Boys. And I remember seeing that. That was my first match I remember seeing. And it was just, I just loved it. It just looked like people were dancing but fighting at the same time. And, like, from that day forward, I remember I always would be in front of the TV. Anytime there was a wrestling event on, any pay-per-view, any, anything, I was making sure I was always there watching it. And just ever since then, I just, I've been in love with it. You were probably very excited to see Lita return to WWE in the last couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh, yes. I, I was so excited. I Yeah, I actually wasn't expecting her to return, to be honest. That was a shocker for me. But I did jump out my chair. <laughs> um, Nathan, your show, From the Chair, sort of a new podcast. You guys are just getting started with that. What led to you getting into the podcasting side of things? Well, it was actually through a local program here called the CARE program, which is called, which stands for Community Action Reaching Everybody, which uh, Tony, who's here with me, is my advisor in that. And he came to me and said, one of my goals was to start a podcast. So with his help and Becky Bernhardt's help, uh, they got me started on doing the podcast, and I've enjoyed it ever since. Uh, Tanette, how did you get into being on From the Chair with Nathan and Tanette? Oh, my gosh. So um actually used to clean Nate's room. And uh, I remember we, every time I'd go in there and I'd talk to him, we would always just super just nerd out and talk about wrestling just nonstop. And I remember one day he came to me and he was like, I'm starting a podcast. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, and. And uh, he asked me, he goes, you want to be on it? And I was like, what? You know, he goes, yeah, it's just a whole bunch of us to get together. We just chit-chat about wrestling and, you know, pretty much what we're doing right now. And I was like, eh. you know, at first I was like, no, nah, I don't know. I've never really thought about, you know, sitting and just being on a podcast, just, you know, chit-chatting with others and talking about wrestling, you know. And I was like, you know what? What the heck? You know, I might as well give it a try. So ever since then, I, I was like, yeah, of course, you know. And I just, I've been – in it ever since. It's just it's been amazing. I love it. Um, this, of course, led to myself being on your program, which I enjoyed immensely, and we had a great time on there. Um, Nathan, I know uh, you got a hold of me through a mutual acquaintance in the business, T-Rex, but on a normal, regular occasion, what is the process for you finding guests? Well, actually, T-Rex has been a huge help with that. He's actually lining up with a lot of people. A lot of it, though, is just going on to, like, Google or Facebook or and finding their contact information and, and just being real with them, you know, on a, on a personal level. You know, and explaining that we have a podcast and, and what the podcast entails, and then seeing where it goes from there. 
Now, T-Rex, of course, making sure the guests are well taken care of. He was quick to make sure things went well when I saw him last week up on a show in Arlington. So good for T-Rex for helping you guys out. Now, Tanette, how involved do you get as far as looking at guests and researching and knowing a little bit about them. Do you do a lot of pre-show preparations, or do you sort of learn as you go when you're interviewing? Um, so I do a lot of prep. I have a lot of questions that I sit and I ask myself throughout the day, and I brainstorm with Nate, and mostly just a lot of behind, like, the questions and just uh, figuring out what we're going to ask next and making sure that we're on the same page, which we do amazing at, and just um, just communicating a lot. I communi- We communicate a lot. Most most of the time, I would have to say that's definitely something that we are good at. And Nathan, for the time you've been in this, I know for our show, a lot of times we will get guests live at shows. Uh, we will talk to people. If there's interest there, we'll do some talking, see if we can get them on our books to do an interview. That's maybe a third of the guests that we have comes from just being on shows or going to shows or what have you. Do you have plans at this point to sort of take the show on the road a little bit and go to some of these events and talk to people and maybe get guests that way, or are you looking more at just kind of getting the guest the way you've been doing it, having T-Rex help out, doing some Google, some social media work? Actually, we just got invited to go to a PPW show with Mr. ADCC Poison and do a live podcast with him. He was actually on our show uh, last Sunday. And so we're planning on we're going through the details of getting to go up there and do a live podcast at a PTW show at Astoria. Fantastic. Now, Tanette, how often do you go to live events? I know Nathan had the experience with the school and having books, live shows, and so forth, but how often do you go to local independent shows if you do? You know, honestly, I haven't I haven't been to any, but I know that is definitely something for sure that is on my bucket list. I definitely want to see uh, just people who aren't on TV, different talent, because there are some amazing, talented people out there. And um, God, I think that would just be an amazing opportunity to even, even get that chance. So definitely going to be looking forward to the um, – PNPW show uh, when we do go. I'm probably going to lose my voice, but I'm excited and, and meet some new folks and uh, just honestly, just I really can't wait. I can't wait to go to an independent show. I'm going to have to send you my schedule then because there's a lot out there. Yes, please do. <laughs> 100% will do that. Now, here on Turnbuckle Turmoil, oftentimes we will get guests that 
are fairly new to the business or they have not done interviews before and they become a little bit nervous. It takes them a while to relax in order to start to be comfortable. Sometimes it takes a few minutes into a show before you get the sense the guest is starting to become comfortable giving an interview. Nathan, in the time that you've been doing this show, have you had many guests that you got the sense they were a little bit nervous and you had to help along the process of getting them comfortable doing an interview? Um, not really. I mean, I was a little bit nervous in the first interview that we ever did because that was with uh, former WWE superstar uh, Tucker Knight. Uh, so that one I, w- I was personally nervous with, but the ones that T-Rex has set us up with, they're so, like, down to earth and, like, in their character and know what they're doing that the nerves from them don't seem to come across, at least from my perspective. Tanette, I know it's maybe a little bit different from your skill set that you've had experience with before, but when you have guests on there and maybe they're a little bit new, a little bit, Uh, green as far as interviewing goes and things of that nature you think you're going to be able to talk them into that feeling of security so they can do an interview without being nervous and without having second guess all the answers that they give well you know I'd probably say honestly when I have interviewed the people that I've interviewed they've been very confident um, I would say I'm more nervous, so I tend to, like, throw up questions and chit-chat a little bit too much sometimes because, you know, I feel like I'm the one who's interviewing a star who all comes on to our podcast. They are, to me, they're a star. So, I mean, to get in the ring and be able to entertain people like that and beat your body up and still get up every day and do the same thing, that is an honor to me. So um, I'm the one who's nervous most of the time. <laughs> What would you say is the most nervous you've been when you've done an interview? Oh, my gosh. I'd probably have to say with CC Poison, he just knows so much, and he was so well-knowledged. And just oh, it was just an honor to honestly to be able to, like, sit down and talk to him and just hear his story and just all the, like, advice and stuff he gives. It just made me look at wrestling in a whole different light. He also reminded me about the old school wrestling, you know, because I'll be honest, I kind of forgot about it for a minute. And he brought that love and inspiration back for me. So, like, now I'm just more tempted to go and see his show because I'm just like, I really want to see what he's about. And I just, I loved it. He has really good vibes. He made me feel at first a bit nervous because he was so knowledge, but then I started to feel so comfortable because he just, like, started to have that personality where he just was like, you know, like, you could talk to me about anything. You could ask me anything, and, you know, I'll let you know, and I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm going to let you know straight up what this point A to point B is, and that's just how it's going to be. I love that. That was awesome. And Nathan, if you had that dream guests that would come on to the show, anybody in the business 
and you can take the equation of contracts and exclusivity and things of that nature away from it. If you could interview anybody currently in the business or currently alive that is no longer in the wrestling business, who would you most want to interview? Um, I have always wanted to interview Jim Ross. And the reason for that is the reason the podcast is called From the Chair is because I have cerebral palsy, so I, I am in a wheelchair. And with Jim Ross having cerebral palsy and having, you know, a disability himself, but being able to be the one of the best uh, commentators there ever has been would be an interesting interview for me to do. Tanel, what about you? Who would be the one person, if you could have anyone on the show, who would you want to interview? Oh, my gosh. Roxanne Perez. I That would be such an honor. Every time I see her, I honestly, anything she accomplishes, I'm happy. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm emotional. She's, she's so young and so talented, and she sends women of all ages an amazing message that if you really truly love something you're going to fight for it no matter what you're going to go through your ups you're going to go through your downs but if you truly love something you're going to you're going to work your butt off and you're going to take those bumps and bruises you're going to fall but you're going to keep climbing and i i love that about her and i feel like interviewing her would seriously just be an amazing experience. I mean, she's just, she's an amazing girl or woman, and I just, and I love her. I truly adore her. Very, very inspirational. Very. Well, Nathan, I don't think you would have come across this yet for the length of time you've been in it, but over the years on our program, we have run into the occasional situation where we have to go through the companies in order to get a guest uh, because either they have exclusive deals and you have to get permission of the media companies or because they're working closely with a group and so they want to clear things, things of that nature. If someone put up the obstacle, I will do an interview, but it has to be cleared through the media division or the promoter or what have you, are you looking to do those types of interviews or do you prefer solely to work with the guest and either have them booked or have them not? I uh, am looking forward to doing those type of interviews. I think the higher you get as far as, like, you know, guest goes as far as like people that are working on like maybe TV now like in the WWE or AEW you have to go through those steps you know so um, that's something I'm looking forward to and learning about that negotiation side you know uh, of talking to that media partner and saying okay you know this is what you guys want so how can I make this happen I'll just let you know it took me months and months and months to get CBS to agree to give me Wow Women of Wrestling's Jessie Jones. But it was going to be on her pop Tracy Smothers' birthday. So we just went forward with it, kept negotiating, kept negotiating until we got it. So sometimes it works out. Yeah, 
Now, Tanette, I know you don't normally deal with like wrestling companies or media companies, anything like that, but I'm sure you could be very persuasive if you need to be. Are you looking forward to the day when you're negotiating some of these deals to get interviews from people that might have the exclusive contracts, like the people from WOW Women of Wrestling or from perhaps AEW, somebody that you have to clear through their media division. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I definitely would want to try that. Uh, It's going to be a little, I'm not going to lie, I am a little bit nervous because, you know, I hate the word no, which we all hate the word no. So um, um, that's one thing that probably stops me back so much, and I definitely will have to give Nate his props because he is definitely definitely the one who is uh, probably going to be the best at that compared more to me, but I know for sure I do want to give it a try. Um, but I'm willing to try new things. I like challenges. When someone challenges me, I definitely want to take it on, and I don't like, you know, proving them right being wrong, so I definitely definitely will want to try that for sure in the future. I will point out, CBS are tough negotiators. It takes a while. <laughs> Amazing. One of the things that we have had over the years, and a form of it here today, as a matter of fact, is sometimes we have tag teams that will come on, and there's multiple people. On occasion, we have themed shows where there's a particular theme, and we'll have four or five, six guests on at one time. Sometimes they go fairly smooth. Sometimes there's a bit of chaos doing it that way have you had much experience so far working with multiple guests on a single episode uh not yet on ours uh in the past though i did it uh on blog talk radio i did a uh podcast with the original pitbull gary wolf called inside the pit and we did a couple of them on there but for our podcast we did an interview with b rack king and we're in talks of possibly having all of Hellbound on the podcast at one point. So There's a good four of them at least. So, yeah, that would be a little different for you guys. Absolutely. Now, Tanette, you think you're going to be able to handle multiple guests. If you get Hellbound on there, you're going to have four or five guys that – Definitely enjoyed talking. Oh yeah, I I uh, sometimes I noticed that with a couple of guests and how they just love chit chatting, which you know they have every right to. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, I think for sure, yeah, I I love hearing people run their mouth just as much as me. So of course. <laughs> and Nathan, we talk about having anybody on the show if you had that dream guest is there anyone that would not be tied down to a particular company someone that is a true independent uh, contractor someone that works solely for themselves goes to whichever promotion they want to work for in a given day that type of wrestler 
that you would most desire to have on your show? Um, I know he's, after talking to, like, Cece, I know he's possibly retired, but I wouldn't mind having uh, Thunder on, who was in PMPW. I thought Thunder was an amazing wrestler when I watched him when I went to the PMPW show. Uh, so he would be a fun one to interview. Um, maybe the Blanchard brothers, because I have a little bit of... Uh, uh, history with them, so that would be a fun one. Absolutely. I believe we had Bubba Blanchard on our show very early in Turnbuckle's run, so definitely a good choice right there. Now, Tanette, do you have anyone that independently would be one of your dream guests? Oh, um, Honestly, you know, I really don't know independent wrestlers that much, but I know once you send me that list with all them shows and I, and I, you know, finally see them and I can fall in love with one of them, I will definitely have one. But honestly, I don't have one at the moment. I'll just pretend in my head that you said me. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds perfect. (laughs) There we go. Now, Nathan, one of the people that also has a podcast and also has several palsy, uh, he very recently decided to step out of the ring, uh, but he had a many, many years long run as a top independent, that being Gregory Iron. Have you followed Gregory Iron's path in the business very much, and have you sort of model anything after what he's been doing since you have a little bit of a similar background? I actually haven't followed it that much. I've heard the name. Um, Obviously doing, you know, the little bit of independent stuff, but that's something that, you know, now that you brought that name back up again, I'm going to go back and look at. I think it's awesome that that he's, like, has worked his way in wrestling with cerebral palsy because cerebral palsy is one of those uh, disorders that a lot of people don't know a lot about. Like they they compare it to like MS or anything that you could connect it to that would put somebody in a wheelchair, but not a lot of people know what cerebral palsy is. That is true, and Greg overcame that. Had no problems at all, being a top independent guy to the point where CM Punk during the WWE version of Summer of Punk came out at an independent show and endorsed Gregory Iron as a top talent. So that's how good he is. Wow. That's cool. Now, one of the things that we have found on Turnbuckle Turmoil is a lot of times we'll have guests that not necessarily because they're shy or they're not used to doing interviews, but they might just be having an off day or they expected a different format or a different line of questioning or whatever. But we have had people not overly thrilled to be with us on occasion. Uh, Sometimes they complete the whole interview. Sometimes they 
cut it abruptly short. I know no one would want to in an interview with you like that, but looking down the road, if you were to have someone that maybe wasn't as enthused as you're hoping, do you have a game plan in mind to bring them around and get an interview out of them? Ask them just like some really basic questions. Like, what do you do on a Saturday night? Or what's your favorite color? You know, or what do you think about the sky being blue? Just something random, you know, some random question that you don't ask on a day-to-day basis because then they'll be like, whoa, that, that's a weird question. And that'll kind of lighten up the mood a little bit and, you know, get their mind off of whatever's going on. Or even if they didn't want to be there, they're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, this, they just took the moment to, like, joke with me, and that was actually kind of funny. So I figure, like, you know, just kind of breaking the ice on this feel a little bit more comfortable and just chilling and just chit-chatting about wrestling. Solid plan right there. Now, Nathan, you talked earlier how you were helping to book at one point. Do you have plans right now to do anything within the business besides the podcasting? Do you want to look at maybe getting back into booking or becoming a manager or some other aspect in addition to doing the podcast? Absolutely. Um, I love doing the booking because that's opened up a whole other creative side, but I would love to get back into doing the commentary again um, because there's nothing like getting with a partner that you click with and being able to tell the story that way. Uh, Right now, it's a little bit hard because of lack of transportation, but as soon as I figure that part out, I, I do plan on getting back involved on a bigger scale. Jeanette, what about you? Do you have any plans or desires to get into the wrestling business more so than just the podcast? No, I wouldn't mind becoming a wrestler. Kind of already have my theme song and how, you know, I would come out and everything. And, you know, some of my signature moves I've been thinking about. You know, and I, you know that would be something I'm definitely interested in. Or even just becoming a manager, cheering my um, uh uh, what is it called, my superstar on, and just yelling and screaming and distracting their opponent. And just, you know, that that would be really cool, too. Um, so, yeah, hope, hopefully in the future. I will also pass along the names of some schools for you, then. Oh, sweet. Now, Nathan, one of the things that anyone that's going to be successful with doing a wrestling podcast needs to do is to keep an eye on what's happening in wrestling so they're knowledgeable enough to be able to have some idea of what the guest is describing here. You don't want to have current independent wrestlers on and you only know 1970s territorial wrestling, for example, where you don't want to have a 19... 70s territorial wrestler on and only are familiar with current AEW, things of that nature. How much in a given week are you sort of paying attention to what's going on in wrestling and maybe studying past things so you've got that knowledge base? Like, how much 
you devote to watching footage, reading things on social media, reading books, just kind of learning the business end of it? I spend an enormous amount of time studying pro wrestling. Um, I study a lot of the, especially if we're doing a guest, I'll study a lot of like their stuff. So like you said, we know, you know, a little bit about them. Uh, but I also study like the current product also. So that way when we do get into an interview, if that's kind of what they want to talk about, you know, we have something to, to base that off of also. Now, what about you? How often during the course of a week are you sort of educating yourself on professional wrestling being it current or being the history of it so you know a little bit about what you're talking about when you have the guests? Um, so when I'm not being a mother, I'm, I probably want to say two times a week, but I most of the time like to study, like, personal life. So I'm like, you know, I'm an Instagrammer, Twitter type of person. I like to, like, study what's inside their personal life so what's inside their mind. And then um, I get a lot of my information from Nate. He is literally like a book. I can literally just sit there and just press play, and he will just talk and talk, and I love it because then I learn all this new stuff, and just that's what I mostly would say I have to – I, I catch up on all of my uh, my wrestling issues through him if I'm not saying it two times a week. So that's definitely a, a bonus. Nathan, we've been on for many years here on Turnbuckle Turmoil, and many times in that time span, myself and my co-hosts, have been completely caught off guard by some of the answers we've been given. Sometimes it's just something we weren't expecting them to say, or sometimes they will give us a story that we didn't know that we thought we would have heard by now. Sometimes we get exclusive news from guys that we weren't expecting to get. What's the most surprising thing a guest has revealed on your show? Um, it was probably the Rat King. He did a, a match for <laughs> at a, a trailer park where, like, they ran up and down like a slide and Big Vicious kicked him off of a swing. So just hearing the inside part of, like, how that came about. And, by the way, I have to give credit to that match to Mr. Tubbs because anybody that can fall into a pool with some pain mm. in the back and still pulled the tape out afterwards is impressive. So just hearing the backstory mm-hmm. of that was, was interesting. We also did an interview with uh, Roy Lovejoy out of Alaska. And, you know, I thought the Rat King stayed in character, but Mr. Lovejoy stayed in character ten times more than the Rat King did. Very interesting that Roy Lovejoy would trump the Rat King in that department. Danette, what about you? What's the most surprising thing you've gotten out of a guest? You know what? I'm I'm honestly going to have to say uh, when you told us that Matt Riddle knew who you were. That that was a that was a shocker to me. I was like, wow. 
That, that was cool. <laughs> that was really cool. To be completely fair, I was also shocked as it was happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, Roy Lovejoy is someone I know very, very well. He and I go back many years. He's actually booked me on shows during ring introductions, as a matter of fact, while he was introducing people, he would pause, ask me if I was open on a certain date, get me booked, and we'd go on from there with the match. Now, he, of course, has sort of like Nathan had many roles in the business. He's not really known for having wrestling matches. He's had a few here and there as far as that goes, mostly just manager-type matches, gimmicky type of stuff. But when you have a guy like a Roy Lovejoy that has had so many roles in our industry and he's done pretty much everything there is to do, Nathan, how do you know which avenue to go down as far as someone like that when you're doing the interview? Where do you take the interview when he's had all of these different roles? Well, I start off with, like, some of the research that I've done gives me kind of a base. But a lot of times I'll just let the guests kind of dictate where the interview goes, especially when you have stories like Mugjoy and the Rat King, you know. Um, he, he has some pretty entertaining ones about Mr. T-Rex and uh, – some other things. So a lot of times, like I said, I'll just let it, you know, kind of organically happen. And wherever the interview goes, that's where we go. Very nice. Tanette, what about you? When you have a guest and you know they've done so many different jobs within the industry, is it hard for you to kind of know which path to choose to go down there? Um... I would have to say sometimes. Sometimes it is, yeah. But I get over it. <laughs> Once we start chit-chatting. Right, right. Now, Nathan, I will tell you this, because I think you will appreciate this perhaps more than anyone. There was a match last week at CPW Presents Theatrical Wrestling, and it involved the team of Darth Carta and SPA versus Sunny Days. The match was officiated by T-Rex, and from what I was told, Sunny Days said she had not signed up for a handicap match. That idiot Darth Carta, that masked little guy that's always my nemesis, he walked over to the ring announcer, my own co-host, Dimitri, and he said, did Sunny Days really just call this a handicap match in front of T-Rex? Dimitri had to leave. He just broke. He didn't know how to respond I, to that. I, I can see that, but that was that's hilarious. So thank you, Sunny Days, because I was kind of thinking the same thing myself. I think Dimitri wanted to say something, and it just he could not. He just had to go. 
you know, sometimes it's better to take the high road on certain situations than to go down. <laughs> That's true enough. Hmm. Now, one of the parts of professional wrestling that we've interviewed as well, we've pretty much had anyone that's had any type of role within the business, but one of the ones that is very interesting because nine times out of ten at least, they will definitely want to talk and promote, that being the promoter, of course, and they usually want interviews to go certain ways because they're used to promoting, they're used to having their product presented in their vision and they want to have that control. Do you run into situations with promoters where they want to maybe not completely control your show, but they want interviews to go certain ways and certain directions? I haven't yet on this podcast. We haven't actually gotten an actual, well, other than CC, let me correct that. And CC was phenomenal from that perspective. Uh, so mm. We haven't had a very uh, confrontational or, you know, somebody that would want to, like, guide where the interview would go. But I used to work in, in retail, and something that they taught me there kind of plays similar to a podcast thing. They, they told me there that the customer in most situations is always right. And so that's kind of where I, what the mindset I use in a podcast, right? So they're all, whatever they want to do to make this, you know, them feel more comfortable because they're, they're going to open up more is what I'm going to do to a certain extent. Now, Kinnett, besides the promoter, one of the things that we've had as far as roles on the show is wrestling writers. Uh, we've had people from Pro Wrestling Illustrated before, people that have written books on wrestling. They also generally like to talk, but they're usually not experienced in the same way as most of the rest of our guests. Usually the people that were in magazines or they strictly are authors they don't see the business in the same way. They aren't around the same people having the same experiences. So it's a different type of interview. Do you think if you were to get those types of guests that it's going to be more of a challenge because they aren't going to know the answers to a lot of standard questions, like say a wrestler or a manager or referee might know right away. Oh, God, no. I mean, there's so much more that they can teach you and so much more behind the scenes that we can learn. I mean, there's always knowledge in the wrestling um, industry, no matter what, uh, you know, position or role you play. Everybody's job is in for it, and I feel like we would definitely learn more. Definitely would be really good for our viewers to hear. I mean, just to get more inside of the ring, like just not just in it, but behind it. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's awesome. I would love that. Nathan, one of the types of guests we have had over the years quite a bit, and T-Rex will 
definitely confirm this. We've had a lot of referees on the show, and a lot of times the referees have a more unique perspective than anyone else because they are involved, but sometimes they observe a lot more than what a wrestler might who's in his own head trying to think of just his match on a lot of instances. I know you've had referees since you've had me, and I've refereed a match or two in my day. Do you get the sense that they do have that unique perspective and have a different take on things than if you were to have someone that was full-time wrestler or full-time manager, something of that nature? Absolutely. I think referees are some of the most unique uh, characters in the business because from a wrestling perspective, you just have to worry about your match or maybe if you're doing a run-in or something. But from a referee's perspective, you have to, if you're refereeing like three or four matches on a card on an independent, you know, show, you have to not only worry about you know, the first match, but every other match that you're doing. You know, so that to me is, is very fascinating and very intriguing when I when I get a chance to interview uh, referees, which I, I have to say you did a wonderful job answering those questions when you were on the podcast. So. Yes, you did. Amazing. I appreciate that. I definitely enjoyed it. In the era that we're in right now, there's a lot of podcasts out there. A lot of wrestlers, oftentimes because they would be a guest on a podcast, would say, maybe I should get my own show, and so that begat more shows, which begat more shows. So there's a lot out there. I know in recent times you've seen a lot of merchandise pop up for podcasts. A lot of podcasts over the years have had business cards. Uh, we have business cards. I know a lot of other podcasts that the host will hand out business cards to potential guests and to fans. A lot of them carry T-shirts and hats just as a form of advertisement. Have you looked into that aspect of having a podcast where you're marketing and merchandising yourself? I've actually thought about that. We haven't actually talked about it that much, um, but that is something that, that I am interested in, so it'll be something that we probably go for in the future. Definitely the business card part is we're going to start doing more of the independent shows. Not a bad idea. Tonight, here's some Iron Buddha-level shocking news. Apparently, you're getting into the business card and the merchandising aspect down the road. I'm sorry, what did you say? I said apparently you're going to be in the business card and the merchandising aspect of things down the road. I don't know if that was a uh-huh. shock to you, but there it is. Woo! Awesome. Okay. Oh, trust me. She's a creative, just as creative as I am, if not more. In fact, I compare her to a Dusty Rhodes type, so she'll have no problem creating stuff with me. So. Oh, you know it, dude. You know it. (laughs) And Nathan, with the 
amount of podcasts out there. Do you have any podcasts that you listen to or have listened to in the past that sort of stuck in your head as sort of a loose guide for you as far as what you want to do with your own show? Maybe not like an exact copy of it, but just sort of aspects of it that you've enjoyed or you found intriguing and thought might work for you? Actually, I listen to a guy named Ango out of Detroit on a daily basis, and I kind of use that as a template for, you know, the way he delivers the news and the few times that he's interviewed guests. Tamara, what about you? Do you have any podcasts that you've heard either recently or in the past that sparked an idea for you to maybe borrow from? Yes, I would have to say um, it's Alyssa Rose, and it's called A Girl and Her Mother-in-Law. <laughs> They're pretty awesome, and I have to say a lot of the way they chit-chat is just very, uh, it's very chill vibes, and I definitely love love how laid back and relaxed they are. So that's definitely something that I would like to bring to the podcast a little bit more, just being like a little bit more just chill vibes, like just waking up with your hair a mess and, you know, like you just woke up out of bed, but just chit-chatting it up and still having a good time. So <laughs> that is something I am kind of interested in bringing along the way. Uh, one of the things that, on Turnbuckle Terminal, we have done on occasion, and it's not often we do this, but on occasion we have attempted live on location shows. On very few occasions we have attempted live commentary of shows, which went so-so. Uh, we have attempted post shows where after an event's over, we would talk to the various people on the events and so forth. On occasion, we've done live on location for meet and greets where we've talked to people and hyped up the event they were having ongoing as well as the event that they were trying to sell tickets for people to see. I know you want to get on the road a little bit, go to the independent shows, but what do you think of doing live on remote shows at some point? Well, we are going to do one, like I said, for PMPW when we figure that one out. We're also going to the SmackDown on April 7th. Uh, And I was thinking about, and we've talked about this, doing like a pre-show when we get up there and a post-show, you know, after it's over. So now what about you? Are you looking forward to doing some live on-location remotes? Oh, heck, yes, because, man, the the energy in the building and the fire that we're going to be bringing, it, it's going to be there. We're going to be lit. Like, that's going to be one of the littest, littest podcasts because that's really, like, we come home. Shoot, we're home, you know? Now, heading into SmackDown, that happens to be where my teacher works. He's a producer and referee for WWE SmackDown, so it'll be like a full circle thing once you get there. Yes. Yes. Now, Nathan, also 
part of all podcasts, of course, is the occasional technical difficulty, whether the equipment breaks down or your server is down or the guest phone is not charged or any number of things that can go wrong. Those sometimes happen. Have you had many instances where you've had to overcome the technical difficulty gimmick? Actually, that happens almost every episode. The building that I live in, uh, I live in a nursing home in Longview, the Frontier Rehabilitation Center. And their Internet is not the best, probably because it's an older building. So there's a multiple occasions where it freezes on my end. And so there'll be times where I accidentally, like, step over somebody's, like, conversation because I don't hear what they're saying right away. But everybody's been super cool about it, understanding that, you know, there's really nothing I can do about it right now. So, Although, CC did put me in my place at the, in the last interview because I accidentally stepped over uh, Tonette and uh, <laughs> he politely let me know that. There you go. Why would you step over her? Well, again, because well, and that was a switch for me because again, I'm in a wheelchair, so stepping over anybody isn't a, you know an easy step. But um, as it broke, you know, I I didn't know they were talking, and so when it came back on, I, I said something, and it was you know kind of blended into the the whole conversation. Understood. Now, Tonette, have you had the technical difficulty aspect come up, whether the phone's not cooperating or service providers down, anything like that that you've had to overcome? No, honestly, um, like Nate said, just besides how, um, you know, his Internet where he's at is just a little bit, got him running a little slow. Um, but honestly, everything's been great. We haven't so far, thank goodness, Fingers crossed, haven't bumped into any technical difficulties yet, so that's a good thing. For sure. Well, we're down to the last few minutes of the show, so I will let you guys say anything at all you would like to say, plug anything at all you would like to plug, your show, any appearances you might be making, merchandising, your favorite bakeries, anything that you guys would like. Nathan, we'll start with you. Um, you can look up our show at From the Chair on YouTube. Um, and then if anybody is that's listening would like to be a guest, you can email me at Noctorius, that's N-O-S-S-T-O-R-I-U-S at yahoo.com. Or look me up on Facebook, it's just Nathan Knox, that's N-O-S-S. And I'd also like to promote the uh, the care program, but I'm going to pass that on to Tony because he has more of the, the contact information than I do. Yeah, so the care program is P.O. Box 1110, Castle Rock, Washington. Um, and it's Becky Bernhardt is the owner. Um, great promotion for anybody with intellectual disabilities in Cowlitz, Clark, Lewis County. And to give you just a quick background on 
on what they've done for me as far as the care program goes. I They get me out of the building and into the community more. And, again, I wouldn't be doing half of what I'm doing on this podcast, if at all doing this podcast, without their help. All right, Tonette, what about you? Honestly, if anybody's listening out there, you need a tag team partner, you're ready to train me, I am ready to go. Let me know. You need a manager, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Tonette Marie, T-O-N-E-T-T-E, space Marie, M-A-R-I-E. I'm your girl. Just, you know, let me know. Trying to become a future superstar, wrestler, independent girl. I'm here. I'm ready to take the bumps, the bruises, and I am ready for the journey. So, All right. Well, I want to thank all of you guys for being on today. I definitely appreciate it. I was very grateful to be part of your show. I'm so glad you agreed to be part of our show here today. You guys are always welcome, and hopefully we will be crossing paths at a show near us at some point in the near future. I'm pretty sure we Thanks for having us. CPW also, so um, you might see us at one of those shows pretty soon. Fantastic. Looking forward to that for sure. Fans, definitely get on there and listen to From the Chair. Great, great show. It's new, but it's very, very good. I think you're going to enjoy it, so make sure you make that part of your regular rotation. We will be back with you next week, next Friday afternoon. We have Brad Zane with us as we head into Wrestle Club on Saturday. We'll be talking with the leader of Project Mayhem, and then one week from this very day, we will be back with you once again, and We have Roxy Hart returning to the show, Valet out of Chicago. Great at what she does, so make sure you join us for that. Best wishes to both Chris Marks and Coach and Demetri. It might be the only healthy member of the show left, but hopefully everybody will be back to full strength next week. So everybody keep Staying safe out there. Get out there, support your local independents wherever they may be, and we will talk to you soon.
Talking in your sleep when you're all asleep. 